This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eutelsat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Rakamirasmian with the news, the headlines. The Romanian parliament resumed today the debate on the state budget in the committees and the debate on the state insurance budget for 2023 is also scheduled. The European Parliament will debate the situation created by the vote against Romania's accession to the Schengen area given by Austria in the Justice and Home Affairs Council. In Paris, two events are taking place in support of Ukraine and at the World Cup in Qatar. The first semi-final will be played this evening, Argentina versus Croatia. The Romanian Parliament has today resumed debate on the state budget in the committees and the debate on the state insurance budget for 2023 is also scheduled. Yesterday, after a day of marathon debates, a large part of the budget allocations at the proposed level were approved by the government. Among others, the Ministry of Transport, the Presidential Administration, the Chamber of Deputies, the Senate, the Intelligence Service, the Foreign Intelligence Service and the Protection and Guards Service received approval. Defense will benefit from record sums, 2.5% of the GDP, which will allow the continuation of the programs to equip the army with Patriot and HIMARS systems. The government estimates that the gross domestic product will increase next year by almost 3% to over 1,550 billion lei, although economic growth will slow down. However, they count on a better collection of taxes, on a decrease of inflation and unemployment. So the deficit should also decrease to 4.4% of the GDP. The European Parliament will debate today the situation created by the vote against Romania's accession to the Schengen area given by Austria in the Justice and Home Affairs Council, a topic added to the agenda on Monday by the vote of the largest political groups in the European Parliament. On Monday, the Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu met in Brussels with Austria's Federal Minister for European International Affairs, Alexander Schallenberg, at the request of the Austrian side. On the occasion, Minister Aurescu stated that Bucharest would use all available ways to unblock the situation and added that it was necessary to find a constructive solution. The Romanian minister showed once again that the information from the Austrian side regarding a possible involvement of Romania in the flow of illegal migration to Austria 
did not correspond in any way to the statistics compiled by the European agencies dealing with the borders. The Austrian side mentioned that it approved the work plan proposed by the European Commission regarding the management of migration, which it considers a first step. In Bucharest, President Klaus Johannes stated on Monday evening during his first public appearance after Romania was denied Schengen accession that the negative vote given by Vienna was undeserved and incomprehensible. We come back to that after the news. In Paris today, two events are taking place in support of Ukraine. An international conference with the participation of official representatives from Kiev and friendly countries and an economic forum of French companies that want to get involved in the reconstruction of Ukraine. The two conferences organized at the initiative of President Emmanuel Macron have distinct objectives. The first entitled Solidarity with the Ukrainian people wants to respond to the urgent needs of the population this winter, restoring electricity, heat and water supply, food supply and access to health care after much of the civil infrastructure of the country was destroyed or heavily damaged by the Russian bombings. Officials from 50 countries, as well as the President of the European Commission and the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, have confirmed their presence. Ukraine will be represented by Prime Minister Denis Shimal and by President Volodymyr Zelensky via video connection. The second conference will bring together the heads of nearly 500 French companies interested in investing in the long term and contributing to the reconstruction of Ukraine after the end of the war. The first semi-final of the World Cup in Qatar will be played this evening by Argentina and Croatia. The French national team, the defending world champion, will face the Moroccan team in the semi-finals of the World Cup 2022 on Wednesday at the Al-Bayit Stadium in Alcor. Romanians currently have three main reasons of concern. Inflation, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the cost of medical services according to a survey conducted last month by a management consulting company. In addition, most Romanians expect the prices of basic products to increase throughout the next year. Compared to other European countries, only the British are more worried than the Romanians about the price increases. The citizens of Italy, Spain, France and Germany are less worried about this aspect, the survey shows. More on this issue after the news. The president of the Swiss Confederation, Ignacio Cassis, declared in Bucharest that Romania must be part of the Schengen area, but he also mentioned that Austria is subject to great migratory pressures, which affects the citizens of that country. This migratory pressure does not occur because of Romania, however, the Swiss official stated during a press conference held together with the president, Klaus Johannes. The evolution of the war in Ukraine, humanitarian aid measures for the Ukrainian population and refugees, the consequence of the conflict in terms of energy, as well as in terms of global food security, were on the agenda of the discussions between the two officials. And that's the news. Romania continues to make efforts for the country's Schengen accession following Austria's negative vote last week. I'm Elena Yanake with more on this topic in a report by Leila Kamil. In spite of the fact that Romania meets the technical criteria to join the Schengen area, the country was blocked by Austria at the Justice and Home Affairs Council held in Brussels last week. 
The German Chancellor Karl Nehammer said his decision has been motivated by the illegal migrants who reach Austria through Romania and Bulgaria. In his first public appearance since his country was denied Schengen accession, Romanian President Klaus Johannes said the negative vote is undeserved and difficult to understand. He reminded that on November 16, all European Home Affairs ministers said Romania and Bulgaria were welcome to join Schengen, only to have Austria oppose it two days later. Johannes said diplomatic efforts must further be deployed to secure Romania's accession to the passport-free area, adding he will personally get involved to see this happen. Acest vot, chiar dacă m-a supărat și m-a dezamăgit, nu mă face să dau înapoi. Și personal, voi rămâne foarte... This vote, which has upset and disappointed me, does not make me give up. I will personally stay connected to this goal and I'm determined to take things further until Romania joins Schengen. Wednesday, Thursday and possibly Friday, we will have a European Council meeting and I will bring up the topic in the European Council. A new vote, however, can be held only at another meeting of the Justice and Home Affairs Council. That was Romanian President Klaus Johannes. Interior Minister Lucian Bode has sent an open letter to his Austrian counterpart, Gerhard Karner, voicing his deep disappointment at last week's vote. Bode says the Austrian official played an undignified game after having previously assured him in Vienna that he was a friend of Romania. Lucian Bode says Romania cannot be blamed for the migration problem as Austria does, something that all other member states understand. The Social Democrat leader Marcel Ciolacu has again criticized Austria's veto by saying a distinction should be made between the citizens of Austria and its political leaders. We will further negotiate with Austria. Eventually, the steps will have to be taken at diplomatic level, Ciolacu said. The Romanian Union of Road Transporters have called on the Romanian government to eliminate checks at the border with Bulgaria. They have also said Romania and Bulgaria became EU members together and made joint efforts to join the Schengen area. Therefore, they now call on the Romanian and Bulgarian governments to work together in an urgent and practical manner to simplify or even eliminate border checks between the two countries. Every day, truck drivers have to wait for hours for border check formalities at the Romanian-Bulgarian checkpoints. Inflation is the main reason for concern for the Romanians more than for the other Europeans. I'm Elena Ianache with more on this topic in a report by Daniela Budu. Inflation, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the cost of healthcare services are the Romanians' main concern during this period, according to a study conducted last month by a management consultancy company. The study focused on three main themes, how consumers feel, what they observe and how they react. Most Romanians, around 80%, have changed their shopping behaviour in the last few weeks for both food and other essential products. The study shows that people picked cheaper brands, especially when they purchased products for the household, snacks, sweets and dairy products. In the last month alone, 3 out of 10 Romanians have changed the store they buy essential products from, opting for the one with smaller prices. Around one quarter of Romanians said they took this decision in order to get a better quality price ratio or to buy higher quality products. 
Moreover, most Romanians expect the prices of basic products to go up throughout the entire next year. Thus, consumers now purchase less from shops closer to their home or for specialized stores, preferring the supermarkets, hypermarkets and discounter-type stores, following the tendency to favor price over comfort. The discounter-type stores have the most faithful customers, but their number is still insufficient, the study also shows. That is why a quarter of consumers have never shopped in a discounter shop. The study also shows that the specialized shops are most affected by this behavior, 41% of customers buying less in the last few weeks. The study also shows that the effects of inflation are worrying, especially high-income people and those aged for 41% of customers buying less in the few weeks. The study also shows that the effects of inflation are worrying, especially for high-income people and those aged 51 to 76. At the same time, people born between 1981 and 1966 are most worried about keeping their job, while the younger persons are concerned about climate change. As compared with other countries in Europe, it's only the Britons that are more worried than the Romanians about the rising prices, inflation being the most important reason for concern for two-thirds of them. Less worried about it are the Italians, the French and the Germans, half of them. The study also shows. Worth mentioning is also that after inflation, Romanians fear most the attacks in Ukraine, especially the high-income category and people aged over 60. The elderly and the low-income people are also concerned about access to healthcare services. And that was our newscast. Focus on Romania. Dear friends, Radio Romania International continues its traditional polling of listeners on shortwave, the internet and social media with a new challenge in spite of yet another complicated year. It's been difficult because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war waged by Russia against Ukraine, of rocketing prices of energy, the famine in some parts of the world and also the growing inflation which has turned everyday living into a burden for many people around the globe. We would like to ask you which person you think left their imprint on the world in a positive way in 2022. We are preparing to designate, based on your options, the personality of the year 2022 on Radio Romania International. Who could this person be and, more importantly, why? Would it be a public figure or somebody unknown to the larger audience but with a special story? It's up to you to decide as usual. You can send your answers by commenting on our website at rri.ro by email at engl at rri.ro on our Facebook profile on WhatsApp at plus 40744312650 and by fax at 00402131902. We recall that in 2021 we did not have a personality of the year, but people of the year on Radio Romania International as medical workers 
were designated the world's best citizens for being in the front line against the COVID-19 pandemic, together with those who developed vaccines against COVID-19. The Personality of the Year 2022 on Radio Romania International will be announced online and in our shows on January the 1st, 2023. Romania. Hello and welcome, I am Kalinkotsoyu. If you travel through Romanian villages, sometimes you come across small huts, crudely whitewashed, which may seem abandoned, but which are still homes to the elders of the village. Many times they have no children or grandchildren to rely on, but they do have plenty of stories. In such an area, close to the town of Onesht in eastern Romania, no less than 196 houses were consumed by fire last year, and in half of those cases the cause was clogged chimneys that were neglected. Considering the situation, Two associations, Zidebine and Sufletesht, had an initiative to sweep chimneys and provide firewood to homes of elderly people in remote villages under the slogan, The Hearth Kept Warm. Claudia Udrescu from the communication team with the Zidebine Association told us about it. The Hearth Kept Warm is the project we started in December, and the name leads you to think of your grandparents, because we are taking care of 31 grandparents in villages around Onesti. As part of the project, we are sweeping and securing chimneys in their homes, who have almost no help from anyone, after which we provide them with firewood and help them weather this winter, which will be cold as usual. Also right now we are in full economic crisis and a firewood crisis. After which we return after about two weeks to bring them some food because they need to have some reserves in their pantry for this complicated winter. When thinking of their countryside grandparents, People remember the gentle people who told them stories to tuck them in at the light shed by the flames in the hearth. 
For many adults nowadays, their grandparents' home means a house with a porch, with rose bushes, a dog, and a warm hearth. Time has passed, and some things have changed. What is left, though, are the old people still in those homes, waiting for someone to step in and help. And here is what Claudia Udrescu said about that. Vatra is a project that I have put in mișcare. Împreună cu Mihai Zarzu, Mihai este omul care pune în suflet în asociația sufletești, cum ne place nouă să-i spunem. The Hearth Kept Warm is a project we started with Mihai Zarzu. Mihai is the man who is at the core of the sufletești association. Last year, Mihai started sweeping the chimneys of elderly people, the grandparents that he got to know through other actions. He started doing this because in the countryside we have many fires which are unfortunately caused by improperly swept chimneys or defective ones. So this year we joined his association and a team of real chimney sweeps. It was great watching them in action in the field. We made a promise to sweep chimneys and provide firewood to help through the winter and to help people avoid chimney-caused fires. The number of these fires has been on the rise, unfortunately. The problem here is that people are poor and they put in the hearth and light on fire all kinds of refuse. We have a vicious circle because then the chimneys get clogged and the danger of fires is highest during the night when people huddle at home to get warm. Winters are notoriously heavy in this area, and the sky is often very clear and full of stars, the sign that what follows would be a deep freeze. Here is what Claudia Udrescu told us. The grandparents we reach out to with this project have different life stories, have a pension or not, often they have very small pensions, around a thousand lei per month, what is a farming pension because they used to work in communist cooperatives. Some did not even work, they just grew their own food. They either don't have children or they have children who live far away. Each has their own life stories and all are living their old years with a lot of dignity. The plan is to provide the elderly with firewood to last them a year. We found that the oldest grandma, aided by the good people at the two associations this month, has already turned 93. The volunteers want these aging people to feel warmth, love and gratitude, although they are not direct relatives, as Claudia Udrescu told us. Aceștia din câteva sate din Moldova de care vă spuneam și de care ne ocupăm în cadrul proiectului Caldă în Vatră, ne amintesc cumva de bunicii noștri. These people from a few villages in Moldavia that we are telling you about, that we take care of as part of the Hearth Kept Warm project, remind us of our grandparents because many of us are already at the age when we have none left. In this way, we are making them our grandparents, even if they're not. We invite everyone to join in this campaign. You can find all the details on the website bine.ro and we would be very grateful. 
We just want to have healthy grandparents next year too. We want them to light their hearth fires in safety and to get through the winter healthy. You have been listening to Inside Romania. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Welcome to Cultural Event. I am Lakamira Simeon, your host today. In December, the BRD Scenano Residence in Bucharest hosts an exhibition that proposes, challenges, and investigates the constant connection we have with technology in the times we are currently living in, and which is called the Somatist, the Anthropist, and the Skeptic, an intersection of art, science, and technology. We spoke with the president of the Colony Association, which generated this project, Florian Macunda, about the exhibition and its concept. The Somatist, the Anthropist and the Skeptic is a project is a research and artistic production project of the Colony Association, Colony for Art and Science, co-financed by the administration of the National Cultural Fund, which is aimed at investigating the relationship between people and technology through or with the help of artistic works. The idea behind the project was born two years ago, following discussions with the artist Sabina Suru, with whom I have a long friendship. Discussions in which he kept revolving around possible strategies to make our works and efforts a little more interactive to involve the public in them. Or we were looking for possibilities to involve the public in these efforts. We had, of course, several stages. Katalin Kretsu, a musician and multimedia artist, Christian Balash, a programmer, and Andrei Tudos, an artist and sociologist, joined us along the way. And finally, last spring, we started the research and organization of the project, which had a first event in May, an event called Clinical Art Tests, when we could test together with the public both the theoretical premises of the project and the technologies we had decided to use. These tests were very useful for us to understand the degree of audience involvement, the technological preferences and reactions to certain kinds of objects. Equally useful was the dialogue with the people who attended the event, from whom we also collected data, physiological data, and images useful in the development of the final installations. Technology is closely related to progress, and most of the people who filled in the questionnaire we proposed during the week art clinical tests believe that technology positively influences their lives, that the progress of technology will perhaps be able to solve some of the problems of the future. There were, of course, fewer respondents who viewed technology with some fear or skepticism and tried to limit their contact with or interaction with technology to the bare minimum. But overall, we wanted to generate this dialogue about how technology impacts or not people's everyday life, and to show maybe its current limitations, to speculate with the audience about the future of technology, about future technologies, about the future needs technology could meet, said Floria Macunda. What can the public see in the exhibition at the BRD Scenano residence? Floria Macunda has the details. 
Publicul poate vedea, respectiv poate interacționa cu câteva instalații interactive. The audience can see or interact with some interactive installations. They can see their heartbeat transformed into waves or transferred to synthetic plants. They can all hear all this data recorded by sensors transformed into sound by Catalin Crețu. They can contribute to the generation of a video that is built in real time for the entire duration of the exhibition, said Floriana Cânde in the end of today's cultural event. Next in this program... Sports. Welcome to the Athlete of the Week with me, Eugen Nasta. Two members of the Romanian delegation competing in the World Weightlifting Championships underway in Bogota, Colombia, on Monday walked away with two more medals for the Romanian delegation. Loredana Toma won gold in the combined total and in the snatch style in the 71kg category. In the snatch style, Loredana Toma performed a deadlift at 119kg setting the category's new world record. For her noteworthy feat, Radio Romania International designated Loredana Toma the Athlete of the Week. Loredana Toma's set target for the competition in Bogota was the winning of a gold medal. A many-time awardee in World and European Championships, Loredana Toma was designated the Best Athlete of the Year in 2021 by the European Weightlifting Federation. Loredana counted as the favourite athlete in the 71kg category, a recently introduced class in Olympic competition between the 64 and the 76 kilogram class. Notwithstanding, expectations were not so high regarding her performance in the snatch style, while in the clean and jerk style Loredana Toma came in fourth with a deadlift of 137 kilograms. In the combined total, Loredana Toma came in first with 256 kilograms. With 253 kilograms, China's Tian Tian Zheng came in second, while Angie Palacios of Ecuador came in third with 252 kilograms. All told, the Romanian delegation's medal tally in Bogota is made of three medals, namely the two medals won by Loredana Toma and the silver medal won by Mihaela Cambe in the snatch style in the 49-kilogram category. Loredana Toma was born on May 10, 1995, in the northern Romanian town of Botoșan. In the early days of her career, Loredana won several gold medals in juniors and youth European competitions. In seniors competitions in 2013 and 2014, Loredana Toma won silver in the 58-kilogram category. Between 2014 and 2016, Loredana was banned from competition, having tested positive for stanozolol. Beginning with the European Championships in Croatia as of April 2017, Loredana Toma has dominated the 63-kilogram category in the snatch as well as in the clean and jerk styles. She confirmed her standing in the World Championships in Anaheim, the United States, in December 2017, winning three more gold medals. In the European Championships held in Bucharest in 2018, Loredana Toma yet again won all possible medals. In 2019, at the European Championships in Batumi, Loredana Toma won three gold medals. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast, it's your music. I am Nakamira Simeon, your host, today with a program featuring artists that on December 6th on St. Nicholas Day celebrated their name day, as well as artists whose repertoire includes winter songs as we are in full winter and celebration season.
And we start with Nico, or Nicoletta Mattei, a complex artist who approaches various music genres. Here she is with the song From Us to the Sky. Another well-known artist who celebrated his name day on St. Nicholas is Nicu Alifantis. He has an impressive career spanning almost 50 years, with exceptional performances on all the important stages in Romania. It's worth mentioning that only between 1973 and 2002, Nicu Alifantis performed in 4,036 concerts. Let's listen to him with a winter song. venit aici să stau cu tine În cristalul ielnic Ca-n vitralii vechi, perec de regi, lângă regine Perec de regi, lângă regine Numărat amar, vori egali, în la casa ta Era zăpadă falnică, vrăjită ca în baladă Era, era zăpadă
bătut în poartele nu rece Peste tot absența ca o nouă și totală iar Mândrul rege nicăieri, mândrul rege nicăieri Cu mâinile amândouă am luat zăpadă și am băut Locul alb, pe unde n-ai trecut Cu mâinile amândouă am luat zăpadă și am băut de n-ai More than 20 years ago, Cristina Maria Kish was returning to Romania from Israel, where she had spent some time, where she had discovered an impressive collection of children's songs from which she drew inspiration. In Romania, she set up the Bim Bam group. Quite often, the children from Bim Bam collaborate with performers or bands, among them Asia, a group founded on the idea and initiative of the guitarist and composer Adrian Ordan, who created songs for several albums. Let's now listen to the song Without Love, Everything is Useless. She will die in 
three years of composing for various soloists, one better than the other, or for children of different ages, the composer Virgil Popescu discovered in himself a faithful and suitable interpreter of his own pieces, especially in the last two years of the pandemic. Let's listen to the most recent song by Virgil Popescu on bossa nova rhythms in the end of your music today, called I Don't Want to Grow Old at All. Câte dragoste încă există Iar cei din jur mă mai iubesc Nu voi avea o clipă tristă Nu vreau, nu pot să-mi Frumusețe, iar sufletul mi-e încă tânăr Nu vreau să aude bătrânețe Chiar dacă mi-a bătut pe umăr De-o fi să vină ca o hoață Fără ca eu să o aștept O rog să stea mai la distanță Living Romania. Coming up next. People and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaela Ignatescu. Between the 24th and the 28th of November, London will be hosting the 17th Romanian Film Festival, continuing the tradition of the festival as a celebration of Romanian cinema. In the first part of today's show, I will introduce you to the Romanian films and filmmakers participating in this year's edition. Later in the show, I invite you to join me on a virtual tour of the Palace of Culture in Yash. Stay tuned.
For the past 17 years, RFF has brought to the UK a stimulating array of Romanian titles. Directors Bogdan Georgia Petri, Stefan Constantinescu and Andrei Huculak, together with actor Vlad Ivanov, are among the artists whose cinematic work can be explored and enjoyed this year. Four of the films brought to London for this year's edition are spectacular debut films by talented new directors that have already been awarded top prizes in international festivals, such as Cannes and San Sebastian. Man and Dog, directed by Stefan Constantinescu, Dog Book Girl by Andrei Huculak, Blue Moon by Alina Grigore and Metronome, directed by Alexandru Belk. The other two films are directed by the New York-based Romanian director Bogdan George Apetri, Miracle and Unidentified. Filmed in Romania, Miracle is the second part of a trilogy of films written and directed by Bogdan George Apetri. The first part, Unidentified, won the special jury prize at the Warsaw Film Festival in 2020. Both are self-contained stories but feature many of the same characters and are filmed in and around the same Romanian town. We literally shot three days on one movie, two days on the other. Some days we shot Unidentified up to lunch and then we shot Miracle, or vice versa, Apetri told Variety. Basically, the characters migrate between the two, the main characters in one film becoming secondary in the other and vice versa. Man and Dog is a film with noir influences and with an investigative structure, which focuses on a couple's drama and the themes of betrayal, failure and alienation. It is a love story shown through the eyes of Doru, a man in his 40s who does not feel at home anywhere and whose actions are governed by fear. Over the course of one week, we accompany Doru through baptism preparations and adultery investigations, and we witness his outburst of jealousy and affection, paranoia and compassion. We're accompanying a man who is facing the painful process of identity dissolution and reconstruction. You are listening to Radio Romania International. A necessary cautionary tale about the dangers of internet vigilantism in an ever-connected world inspired by true events, Andrei Huculak's debut feature explores the perils of public shaming. Dog Poop Girl is a film about a single woman and trusted bank employee, Alina. She is the average corporate worker with a chaotic personal life, but with just enough money to buy herself some sort of happiness. The apparent calm of her existence, however, is shaken by an unexpected turn of events. Blue Moon follows the psychological journey of a young woman through a dehumanizing process. Irina struggles to achieve higher education and escape the violence of her dysfunctional family. An ambiguous sexual experience with an artist will spur her intention to fight the violence in her family. Blue Moon is a psychological drama which involves family, sex and a little bit of blood. The plot of Metronome is placed in Bucharest in 1972. Anna, aged 17, dreams of love and freedom. One night, while parting with her friends, they decide to send a letter to Metronome, the musical program which Radio Free Europe broadcasts clandestinely in Romania. It is then that the Securitate, Ceausescu's secret police, arrives. From then, one can imagine. So if you have the opportunity to watch these films in cinema or streamed online, take it and you will definitely enjoy a unique experience. <laughs> 
People and Places continues on Radio Romania International. One of the sites that the city of Yash in eastern Romania is most proud of is justifiably the Palace of Culture, whose construction was completed in 1925. And some say it is the greatest expression of neo-Gothic style and marks the end of Romanticism in Romanian architecture. The palace is one of the biggest buildings in the entire country has an astounding 298 rooms and an impressive 128 windows. The Yash Palace of Culture was built on the ruins of the 15th century medieval royal court of Moldavia of 1434, as well as on the ruins of a previous palace, which was also demolished and then reconstructed. The first one was built in the neoclassical style at the commission of Prince Alexander Morusis. That palace enjoyed a short lifespan of only six years, before it was nearly completely destroyed by fire. In 1843, the remains of the first building were used to reconstruct the palace into its second version. The second palace was constructed to be the royal palace for Prince Mihail Sturza. Sturza's royal palace was faced with a similar fate. Over time, the repeated fires and lack of renovations ended up taking a final toll on the palace's construction and eventually rendered it useless. In 1906, city officials decided to completely demolish the palace and reconstruct a new one in its place. The newly built palace went on to serve many different purposes throughout the years. In 1862, after Wallachia united with Moldavia to form the Principality of Romania and the country's capital was moved to Bucharest, the palace shifted from being a royal palace to hosting the city hall and then became the Palace of Justice. In 1955, the palace was finally designated to house the Moldavia National Museum complex and to function as Yash's cultural palace. At one point during World War II, the Palace of Culture in Yash was used as a shelter by German troops who were headed east to invade the Soviet Union. Then, later in the war, it was used by Soviet troops as a shelter while they headed west to invade Germany. The chief architect of the palace was Ion Berindei. He chose to design the palace in the neo-Gothic style, opposed to the previous palace's neoclassical style, stating he wanted to create a bright building on a light and elastic structure. Berindei also chose the neo-Gothic style in order to make the cultural palace's appearance resemble that of a cathedral. The building of the Palace of Culture in Yash started in 1906 and took 19 years before it was finally completed in 1925. The delay in the palace's finalization was caused by the 1914 breakout of World War I. The construction was put on hold during the war period and only resumed after the war had ended. It was inaugurated by King Ferdinand a year after it was finished, in 1926. The entrance of the Palace of Culture is through a massive castle-style tower. The dungeon tower contains crenels and alcoves, as well as a massive statue of an open-winged eagle. Near the top of the tower there is an eight-bell assembly, a Karelian clock, which plays the Hora Uniri, the Union Round Dance, every hour. The three faces of the clock are decorated in beautiful stained glass and represent the 12 astrological signs of the year. In the evening, the clock, the tower's crucifix crenellations and the building's facade are lit up and provide onlookers with an amazing illuminated view of the palace.
It has one of the most beautiful interiors also, furnished and adorned rooms such as the Voivod's Hall or the Gothic Room, connected by immaculate marble floors, reflecting the light given by the fantastically crafted chandeliers that hang off the palace's stunningly fashioned ceilings. The Palace of Culture includes four separate museums which are part of the Moldova National Museum complex. The museums have many permanent exhibits as well as areas where temporary exhibits are often displayed. Each of the four museums also contain their own library. So if you happen to travel to Romania, take the time and visit Yash, as a tour of the beautiful Palace of Culture will definitely make the trip worthwhile. That's all from People and Places today. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a traditional carol performed by vocalist Mariana Stanescu, who is also a producer with Radio Romania International's musical service. <laughs> Corinde mi dom. 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>